You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me once again is the unshakable Caleb Coy. Oh, I like it. I think you had to know that was coming. Um, I had to shake a little bit uh, earlier, though, because uh, I got got caught in a pretty bad storm. Oh, no. Walking walking home across the street from, from dinner, lunch, dinner, I guess it depends on... What uh, what region of the country you're from? Whether you call it lunch or dinner, um, but uh, yeah, we we tried to wait it out, but it was going to take too long, and had to had to come back and record. Uh, so I did a little little shake like Penelope when I got back inside. That's adorable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Caleb, what are we doing here today? What are we doing here today? This may be the most obscure uh, artist slash records we've ever covered on this podcast. I am fairly certain that it is. Uh, and I think it's interesting that, that we're doing this. I mean, for the most part, you, the, the whole idea is introducing people to new music that they can go and then listen to. Uh, but given the challenge that you set forth uh, for me before this, I, I don't think that that's going to be a successful thing for most people listening to this. Uh, you told me about this band a few weeks ago. Uh, and you know, la- uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the the challenge. You know, um, we we did first uh, of October, and you're like, don't don't research anything, don't find out anything, just come into this blind. Uh, but the alternative that I was given for that episode was find anything at all, anything, <laughs> even one thing about this band that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, I, I took you up on that challenge. Well, I'm excited to hear what you found out, if anything. But first, w- do you want me to tell you what I know? Yes. And by extension, our listeners, of course. Uh, So this is a band called The Shakes. And as far as I know, they were a early to mid-2000s somewhat local band from Belfast, Ireland. Now, why do I know about this band is probably (laughs) the question on everyone's mind. That's a great question. That's a great question. So uh, as, as best I can remember it, I made a post on a a very local Pennsylvania music message board um, (laughs) at at one point in the early 2000s about some, I I just had some kind of offhanded comment about that. I liked stiff little fingers, the band stiff little fingers. Okay. uh, Who you may know from the movie high fidelity where uh, someone mistakes them for green day in the record store, even though they sound absolutely nothing like green day. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's stiff little fingers. And uh, and so I mentioned I mentioned liking that band, and someone whose only post ever on that message board, as far as I can tell, responded to me and said, "Hey, if you like Stiff Little Fingers, you might like my band. We're from the same town." And then posted a link. Okay. And I clicked on the link, and I thought, "This sounds nothing like Stiff Little Fingers to me, but holy <laughs> shit, I love this." Um, <laughs> so you heard the first song I heard coming into the podcast, and that is Doctor Feelgood, which is not a cover. Of no. the, I believe Motley Crue is that who did Doctor Feelgood? Uh, I want to say yes, but uh, let's let's I'm just not, confirm that. I don't know my '80s uh, hair yeah. metal very well. Yeah, yeah, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Um, now the the talent and quality of this band aside, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a cover because Doctor Feelgood. Uh, it's probably a terrible song. I, most of the songs from that that era, if you listen to the lyrics, they're pretty awful. Yeah, uh, but it's a fucking jam musically. That riff. Just slays. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little disappointed. <laughs> well, uh, one thing I will say, speaking of lyrics, um, I can't understand a lot of the lyrics in uh, in these songs. And I have never seen 
lyrics online anywhere. I'm, I, I doubt you found any. If you did, I'll be very impressed. Um, but Would you uh, say that that's all you know? That's all I know. So, because that's the chorus. Yeah. Um, so what I will say is if there's like something horrible in these lyrics and and, and offensive or, or like uncool, uh, I'm not aware of it. So I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but the songs, in my opinion, slap uh, regardless of not being able to understand half of what they're saying. But uh, yeah, that, that's all I know. That's, <laughs> I love it. That's actually a, a great point. So uh, we we uh, had some attention called to a, an artist that we covered a while back, uh, you know, some stuff that we didn't know about when we did it, and people were like, oh, you should do your research before, which is a great point. Yes. Um, and to that point, I fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you out there can find more information on this band or know more information on this band, let us know, because we would love to know it, good yeah, or bad. Absolutely. Um. So... Uh, I, I, I took up the challenge and I did some research and I found exactly one acknowledgement that this band exists. Okay. Or exist, existed, I should say. Okay. Uh, exactly one. Uh, and it's from a site called irishrockers.com. Okay. Uh, which is taglined, uh, a house to zero one, the ultimate list of Irish rock groups and artists. Uh, and so they give just, it's literally just a list with an artist's name and a note about them. And then the artist's name has a link to like a little bio page. Uh, so I, I found the shakes on this and the, the, the notes uh, tab just says formed in Dublin in 2002 by three lads from Belfast and Newry uh, to quote, counteract the blandness of the singer songwriter epidemic sweeping Dublin. Okay. That's it. That's all the information we that have. Is, 100% of the information. So uh, there are two comments on this post. Uh, one person just saying, hi, very interesting site. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and another person asking, were they featured in a magazine from March 2008? Uh, this, that post was made in March 2008. So you should know you were, you were there. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I say I found one acknowledgement that the band existed. Um, technically there's another one embedded in this. Uh, they used to have a website, www.theshakesrule.com. I remember which that. Which is a fucking great website, uh, address. Uh, it does not exist anymore. I tried. Oh, bummer. <laughs> so, uh, challenge accepted. Challenge mostly met. <laughs> I mean, you did your best. That's... That's about as good as I could have done, I'm sure. You you said find anything at all, and I did. Yep, you sure did. <laughs> so so here's here's where I'm. Uh, so I have, for the better part of uh, of the past twenty years or so, um, I have been telling everyone I know up to listen to this band and giving them like I've had a link in my Dropbox for <laughs> essentially twenty, you know, the the past you know fifteen years. Uh, the, of these two records that I've been giving them to anyone who will listen. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what the ethics are of us putting that link in the show notes, because like you can't find this music anywhere, but I think it's really good and I think it needs to be listened to. So what do you, what do you think, Caleb? You know what? I think it, it's, it's something where like, clearly if there was uh, the band or the label out there wanted to, to put in the effort to have a say or control over who listens to this, you would think that they would release it. I don't know. You know like, who even knows if the members of the band are even around anymore? I mean, that's kind of a morbid thought, but, like, we just don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, I think, you know what? 
do it, and then if we get a, a C and D, then then we'll then we'll uh, see and D. Well, and you know what? That means someone out there is listening. Hey, there we go. <laughs> so. So hey, so this is my my okay. So we're gonna put it in, in the show notes unless you know the band or someone affiliated with the band comes and tells us, hey, please don't do that. Um, but in the meantime, we're gonna do it because I I want people to hear this music. Um, and again, it's you can't find it anywhere. I've tried. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. It's not. It's nowhere. Um, Does that message board still exist? Because you can go back and re- reply. And oh, see I think they- that message board is long gone. <laughs> Like, hey, do you mind if we share this actually, in our podcast? Actually, let me hold on. Figure it out. That'd me, be, let me be look. hilarious. And if it is, I'll link that in the show notes too. Nope. Sure isn't. <laughs> actually, you know what? Let me try one more thing. Okay. Uh, thanks, band. The other the other problem with trying to find out information about this band is there's like a hundred bands called the Shakes that aren't this band. The Shakes or Alabama Shakes get we get a lot, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, shaking off something or other, uh, and we get addresses that are in the shakes. Uh, yeah, there's just it's too generic of a of a yeah. word. Um, I get most of the uh, the image hits are for Alabama shakes. Uh, <clears throat> because you had mentioned that they're from the same town as uh, Stiff Little Fingers, I was looking specifically for. Uh, the shakes from Belfast, mm-hmm. uh, but then I realized that that uh, description said that they, as a band, were technically from Dublin, though members were from mm. Belfast. So, uh, but yeah, looking for them in Dublin doesn't give anything more. Uh, so yeah, interesting, interesting. Well, if anyone out there knows this band, knows how to get in touch with them, or you know. If they, if anyone from the band somehow hears this, please hit us up. I would love to just like talk to you, because yeah. um, I've I've been the, these these two EPs that we're talking about today have been in my constant rotation since I found them all those years ago, and they're some of my favorite collections of music I've ever heard. No, I'm I'm not making this up. This is 100 percent true. That's fucking wild. Um, so let's it. talk let's talk about the music. So you heard Doctor Feelgood. Uh, coming in, this is the first song I heard, so I thought it would be a good so- song to be the first song everyone else heard. Um, a few things stick out to me right away about this then and and now, and that is that the production on this is very interesting. It's it's very good, like the balance between all the instruments is good, and the you know the the performances are good. It's 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 polished in in some ways. But in other ways, the the tones are very unique, and and you know, like the guitar tones, I wouldn't say are, are what you would consider classically good guitar tones, mm-hmm. but they work really well in this context. So it's kind of in this like weird nebulous space of like really well produced lo-fi almost. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's hard to I can't really put my finger on what what it sounds like. like I've never heard anything that sounds like it before, um, and so Ooh. I you know I. I have a hard time, I have a hard time, like, like really feeling, like, just describing how I feel about the production. We've had at least one conversation in the past about the wave of, like, lo-fi, garage, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, rock that, that came out kind of early 2000s and thinking, like, uh, the Hive, the Strokes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like, bands like that, uh, even maybe Jet, I don't know, uh, but that kind of it, it's lo-fi but it's meant to be in a lot of cases meant to be very radio ready yes uh and this strikes me as like uh 
I mean, they were active during that same time mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, were the circumstances just right for them, they very well could have been part of that whole yeah. musical moment. Yeah. I mean, that that's especially the, as catchy as their, their songs are. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I think, you know, that Radio Ready thing, I think the next song we're going to talk about is a good example of that. Um, I remember right away thinking the first time I heard it, like if this song was on the radio, it would be a hit. And I still stand by that today. Uh, and that is the second track, Shine. song rips so fucking hard <clears throat> that's so, so low oh. i don't i don't know why i didn't catch this uh in the first couple times that i listened to this track but uh this song this this listen through had a very specific feeling okay uh and it piggybacks off of what we were just saying about how this band feels like they would have fit very well in that moment of the the lo-fi movement <clears throat> in the early 2000s 
But I'll take it a step further and say that this song feels like if one of those bands decided, you know what? We're Kings of Leon now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can kind of see that. <laughs> that. <laughs> and the chorus. I mean, the... <sighs> The like just the big like ah part and then the the like kind of two line repetitive. I mean, I love the what the fuck is going on? Right, <laughs> it's a great chorus. Because I mean, what the fuck is going on? Really? I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, you know, is it's as true today as it was then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timeless words. Timeless words. <laughs> I, I love every single little thing about this song. There is nothing about this song I don't like. Mm. Um, I even like the way I can't understand half the lyrics in the verse. Um, <laughs> I love the lyrics I can't understand. Like, uh, I'm infatuated with these demons I've created. I think it's such a killer line. Yeah. Um, you know, no one's getting any younger. That's very true. That uh, is, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. can't, can't argue with that. Uh, I love... I love the alternating between like the thick, fuzzy, distorted guitar and the clean guitar in the verses. Yes. I love that high chord the guitar comes in with on the on the chorus and just like how soaring that chorus is. Uh I love the fuzzy bass. I love the drums. Uh the the thick uh vocals in the chorus with the the ah part. The, the fucking solo rips so hard. Uh, I just everything about this song. Is, this is a perfect song in my opinion. And like the the way you're speaking so lovingly about this band throughout this whole episode so far, it really like boggles my mind that like how did how have we known each other this long and this is the first time I've heard any of it. I guarantee you, this is not the first time you've heard it. I guarantee you, I've tried to make you listen to it before. That you know what that may be the case because there's I don't remember what song it is but there's one song specifically and if we if we end up covering it and it, it jogs my memory I'll, I'll let you know uh, but the ending I was like I fucking know this song like I know this song I'm like looking around but like there's no one there for me to talk to about it because it's just me in the room yeah <laughs> but you're like you, uh, you know what I mean I'm, like yeah you you know this song right like we've definitely heard this song I'm like who the, who the fuck are you talking to you talking to all the other Caleb's. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? What the fuck um, is going on? One thing that like just stood out to me just now as you were you were saying like you know, you love everything about the song, you even love how like you can't understand the lyrics. Like we just called attention to that that like in the beginning of the episode how like we you don't know the the lyrics and can't find them or not. Um, even just listening to now, like I was too kind of lost in what was happening musically to even care about yeah. what he was doing lyrically, which is weird for me because normally that is such a yeah. thing that I like really focus on. So like I don't like I'm usually pretty good at picking out the the lyrics uh, unless they're just completely unintelligible. Um, but like my brain didn't even try. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing is I've never really tried to understand the lyrics because I have never felt like I had to. Like there's something there's something about this song that's just like almost hypnotic to me. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. kind of puts me in a trance of just pure bliss and enjoyment. Um, <laughs> I just I I can't I really can't tell you enough how much I love these two EPs by this little band that I feel like I'm the only person that's ever heard of them. Um, they're just so so good. Um, and. I, for the longest time, I only had the one EP because I think when I first found out about them, this was the only one they had, this first one that we're listening to. 
Mm. Um, and so for the longest time I had these five songs and I thought these were the only five songs I was ever going to hear. And yeah. And, and I was, I was okay with that cause they were so perfect. I mean, I, I, I want to cover every single song on this EP, but we can't, we just don't have the time. Cause there's another EP to cover too. That I think is, is in some ways just as good and in some ways even better. Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah how do you like that oh, um, that's, that's those bold words there so it's a tough choice between the other three songs of EP of which one i want to talk about last but i think i'm going to go with fighting blindness okay and uh why specifically uh, this song just rips again it just fucking rips um this song is is very unique to 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 me in that the the guitars and the verses and and, and most of the parts of the songs are very heavy fuzzy distorted guitars and then we kick into the chorus and it's just a very clean you know almost chorusy guitar mm -hmm. but somehow the chorus rips even harder than the rest <laughs> of the song it's this really weird dichotomy that i've always been in love with um and i just i love the little breakdown um in between like right after the first chorus where there's this little guitar solo with the, the bass and the drums just kind of keeping time on the hi-hat and the kick drum mm -hmm. it's just uh it, it, like the guitar work in these songs not just from a performance perspective, because I don't think there's anything particular, not that it's bad, but there's nothing particularly like, oh my God, this person's an amazing performer, but like the arrangements of the guitars in these songs, because they're a one guitar band. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you'll have, you know, that guitar player do like a very solid rhythm bass and then a lead over top of it. And these guys write their arrangements in such a way that like they work with just one guitar. Like there's definitely other guitars in there for like accents and for emphasis on certain things, mm -hmm. but like they're very much written with one guitar in mind. And I, I it's very hard to do and I love it. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, it just kind of, it just, it, it, it's designed, I think just to keep the song moving mm -hmm. and to just like, yes, it, I feel like you, you, you talked about like not being able to to understand half the lyrics and um last couple like this track and you know we we thought about talking about one of the other ones so I started listening to that as well and I was really like focusing trying but so much of what the guitar is doing really kind of pulls your attention away mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it almost feels like whether that be like in the the uh, like the arrangement of the song or whether that be specifically a like production decision uh it feels intentional um yeah like the the vocals are there and they're part of it and you know they, they work they're also definitely um, mixed a little lower than you normally would mix your vocals yeah but like he's not really doing these like you know huge uh, like critical melodies it's yeah. more like like he's singing or like he's talking with a little bit of uh tone to it mm -hmm. every now and then. Uh, and so when the guitar is doing really interesting stuff underneath the vocals, it's like, nope, this now. Uh, and I, that happens a lot. I think especially in that chorus, it, yeah. really, it really pulls you. Because the, the verses are a little bit more straightforward and uh, you can kind of make out the, the the words a little bit better there. But then that chorus hits and it's like, oh, listen to this mm -hmm. over here. Yeah, uh, the, the, you're absolutely right. It really does pull your attention away from the vocals. And I wonder if that's intentional or not. Yeah, um, it's but it's, it's it's almost like in 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 these songs, I almost get the feeling that the vocals are kind of a secondary element. Um, like they're there, but more as like flavor and color than they are for like the you know the main focus point of the song. That's funny because like I I listen to these songs from from two perspectives. Uh, 
One being like, if you were around during this time and you knew the words, these feel like songs that would be really fun to sing along at a show. Oh, hell yeah. Like just to, to yell them back at and like, you know, certain parts, like get everybody pumped up. Um, but on the, the flip side, when I listen to these tracks, um, this, the style of them, these are not songs that I would put in my regular rotation. Uh, but they're songs that you picture in, uh, like, kind of a maybe not like full on indie but like a you know a smaller scale uh like action or just kind of life movie uh i think of like a you know maybe like a, a Shaun of the dead like where they have the the, the okay. various uh songs throughout that uh like its soundtrack uh i picture these songs going very well in a movie soundtrack where like you're kind of focusing on the action that's happening on screen and you're not really caring about the lyrics, but the music carries the moment really well. Uh, and I think that that reflects the, the way that this, uh, these tracks were recorded, uh, that the, the music is really what's carrying it uh, more so than the, the vocals. Um, and especially like the, uh, the bass in this track is the star of the verses for sure. Like that tone's real good. Definitely. Definitely. Caleb, I just found an article about them. What? Yeah, I'm sending you the link right now. Oh, my God. It's from mp3hugger.com. Holy shit. I'm going to put that in my notes. How did you find that? I was just Googling shit. That's fucking wild. I so, Something... You you mentioned them playing live, like singing along live, and I was like, I wonder if there's anything on YouTube of this band just like playing in a bar somewhere or something. <laughs> and... Oh, they- they had a MySpace page. Do they still have a MySpace page? Does anyone still have a MySpace page? Page not found. Nope. Um, MySpace is a mess. Uh, but there's more information on this. Uh, da, da, da. Trio. Great drinking maze, but from time to time, they make pretty good music for you, too. Uh, for drinking, too. Since they loved from north down to Dublin, the shakes have been taking a devil-may-care attitude to the rock and roll lifestyle. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well, at least they'll have some good chat-up lines to fall back on. That's great. Their stated mission is to break up the singer-songwriter scourge that has affected their adopted city for much too long. Oh, they're just, they just—they—they really fucking hated that singer-songwriter shit. Uh, I, I like it. It's fine. Uh, and songs like Shine do really want to make you throw some small men with perms into the nearest canal. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, take the attitude of a snotty punk and mix it with the pop sensibility of a freshly shaved Gaz Coombs. I don't know who that is. And you get uh, some idea of where Shine is coming from. Now, if only they went to bed at a reasonable hour, they could possibly have it in them to make acoustic warbling a thing of the past. That's funny. Oh, I just, wow. I want to talk to these guys. <laughs> I bet they were fun. I bet they were. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have seen them play live just in some shitty bar in in ireland yeah i'm sure it would have been so much fun <laughs> oh that's did i put that in my notes all right i did put that in my notes excellent yeah i'll definitely include that in the show notes because like it's it's wild just like just just finding the little bits of evidence that a band existed that you know about because i've had these moments mm-hmm. too where i'm like i loved this band and like they they were they came and went before the the advent of the the big digital music age and like didn't really leave a, an internet footprint. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point. Like it, 
it kind of makes you wonder how many bands have we just lost to time that people are never going to hear because, you know, now in, in the days of like music just exists on the internet forever, you know, even even the smallest of bands can can leave a legacy that'll last a lifetime or, or longer. Yeah. But, you know, back then, this was just the very beginning of the digital music, uh, you know, kind of revolution. And so, you know, these bands don't, you know, the, the, the sites that they were on don't exist anymore. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just hard to, it's just hard to come by. So like, I wonder how many more bands are there out there like this that we will never hear that we would absolutely love if we got the chance. This is a a good reminder to anyone out there who may have been a, a musician uh, back in the the pre big streaming days, uh, and you've got you've got access to your tracks in any way possible, um, but they're not out there. Like maybe you still got, like CD or you still got the masters or something. Get them up there. Like let people hear your your shit because like there's someone out there that remembers you and yeah. like can't find their their CD or their fucking cassette somewhere. Or you know the seven inch that they got at a show at the local community center or whatever, and they want to hear your shit again. Uh, put it out there if you can. Yeah. Uh, you know a, a handful of uh, of older bands that I knew back in in my more active days uh, have started doing that, and it's so great to be able to just call it up and be like, "Yep, I'm lost in nostalgia for today. Yep. See y'all later." <laughs> you know, and maybe maybe you never had a lot of success when you were around, and maybe you know you won't have a lot of listeners now. But maybe that one person in another country that randomly found your band on a message board will be fucking stoked. Yeah, and that's enough for me to want to do it. Um, listen, like I know this isn't a one to one comparison, but did any of us think uh, at any point in the last fifteen years or so that in twenty twenty one? Uh, we'd get our hands on a physical copy of a brand new Eve 6 EP on vinyl. Uh, no. no. Uh, so a lot of shit can happen now that we didn't think was possible. Uh, try to get your music out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you are or were in the shakes, uh, this particular band of the shakes, not any band, the shakes, uh, please get in touch with us. You know, yeah. Caleb, it, uh, I'll tell this story real quick before we go into the break. Okay. I actually reached out to them shortly after they posted this on, um, on the message board and I listened to it and I, I just heard this first EP. Um, I reached out to them and I was like, this is so good. I want to put it out. Like, I want to put out a seven inch. I, I don't know if you know this, Caleb, but I used to run a record label, very small yes, one back I in the recall. day. And uh, and I, I remember like talking to them, like, I really, really, like, this is really good. I really want it on vinyl and I, I will put it out to just so that I can have a copy. Yeah. Um, and I had a little bit of back and forth with them and they ultimately just kind of dropped off and stopped responding to me, which yeah. was a real bummer. Um, I remember they said something about how they, they were kind of wary of working with anyone because. They had already talked to, I the way they said it was like some cowboy from Texas that wanted to put <laughs> it out, and it and and they just they they weren't like they didn't they didn't like him very much, and it kind of put a sour taste in their mouth of working with anybody, and and it's just like the the fact that they, they called him a cowboy from Texas, I thought was pretty funny. That's um, fantastic. But uh, and that's like the extent of of what I you know my interaction well, with them was just that one, you know, those couple emails back and forth. But like I have, I have, you know, throughout the years, I, I have, I have these MP3s. Um, and I, I have, you know, considered just putting them on Spotify just so that they're there for other people to hear. 
And I know that like legally I shouldn't do that because I don't own this music. I don't own the rights to this music. And like, obviously if, if someone from the band was like, Hey, what the fuck? Like take those down or like, Hey, give us the money from that. I absolutely would. Uh, I just wanted it out there, but like, man, I wish they would do it. I just wish yeah. they would do it. Just come on guys. If you're out there, distro kid, like I'll, I'll give you the money. <laughs> just put it up there. Well, and you know, maybe, maybe they're out there and maybe they still care, but maybe they don't and they just can't pretend to. Well, on that note, let's take a break. <laughs> We're going to hear Fighting Blindness, uh, the fourth track off of the EP. I don't think we said the name. Two's Company, Three's a Terrorist Cell. Uh, that is the name of this EP. Uh, there are two other tracks on here that are also very good. I encourage you to check them out. Uh, like I said, we'll have a link to download the MP3s in the show notes as long as no one comes to us and says, don't do that. Um, and if you're in the band and you're not cool with us doing that, I'm very sorry. I just really want people to hear this music. So please forgive us. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about their second EP, Born Ready. So stay tuned. Action stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the podcast. I'm your host, an SC1 actual, Caleb. I'm your host, an XO, Kitsy. I'm your host, Andrea, and I don't know what any of that means. Welcome to set condition one. 
a Battlestar Galactica fancast. Each week, we revisit, and I watch for the first time, the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship, or unexpectedly promoted to president of the 12 colonies, join us as we make our way through the Battlestar Galactica universe, one episode at a time. I still don't know what you're talking about. Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. New episodes every week at Condition one throughout the podcast.com. Now that I understand. Listening to Left of the Dial, I am still Kitsy. Caleb is still unshakable. Mm, yes, here. Hi. Hello. Hello. And we're still <laughs> talking about the Shakes, a yeah. early to mid two thousands kind of punk garagey rock band from Belfast slash Dublin, Ireland, that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> well, somebody's heard of them. Somebody has. Uh, yeah. You just heard the first song off of their second EP, Born Ready, and that's called "Can't Pretend to Care." Ah, see what I did there? I set that I set that joke up in the in the first half. And there's the payoff. The prestige, <laughs> if you will. 
so a couple things to note right off the bat. The production on this is significantly more traditional. Yeah. What you'd consider like a modern production. It's it's a lot more polished. Um the the vocals are more forward as than they were in the last one. And yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think this is a different singer on this track um than the person who sang the other three tracks that we just heard. Um, I think this person sings at least one of the two other songs on the other uh, EP, if not both of them. But I think this is this is the other. I'm not sure which one's the main singer, the guitar player, or the bass player. In my head, it's always been the guitar player, but who knows? But I think this is the the other oh, one. You know what the um, the article that I referenced earlier on IrishRockers.com has a photo of them playing, and uh, in this photo. The guitar player is the one who is singing. Okay. Uh, so it would appear that at least uh, more often than not, um, that is Man. who uh, sings. Because uh, you know, show photographers and videographers and whatnot tend uh, through uh, conscious or unconscious bias to focus pretty heavily on who they consider the front person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. And so I, so I think this is the other vocalist because... You know, you could make the 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 argument that, um, you know, the vocal style just changed between EPs. But I think when we listen to the next song, you'll you'll agree that that the the it's back to the other vocalist. It sounds much more like what we heard on the first record. Interesting, interesting. At least to me. But uh, so I'm curious, Caleb. Now that you've heard the first EP and now that you're listening to the second EP, what do you think? Uh, what do you think so far? Well, I definitely think uh, echoing what you said earlier, the the production quality stands out uh, as much more robust on this, much more full. Uh, the the vocals are a lot clearer on this track, um, and dare uh, I say, you might be able to understand almost all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's some it's, it's miraculous. Um, there is something there. There's a comparison that is escaping me that I promise I won't think of in time to to make it worth sitting here and and hemming and hawing about. Uh, but is I mean this this record? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was roughly 2006 ish. I believe so, but, but your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that tracks really with the, the with what I'm hearing in the style of it for mm-hmm. like what uh, what would have been kind of circulating through the scene at that time. Not that this sounds like oh everything that was happening whatever, but like just stylistically it fits in that moment in time really well. Much the same that the the previous record really fit with that lo-fi movement. I almost want to say if you take out the if you put the production quality of the first record onto this one, it almost sounds like something that like Crank Records would have put out. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can see that. I can definitely I think that that's that's where my brain's going, I think. So a little background on my journey with this EP. Okay. Uh, obviously, I, I heard the first EP after seeing that post on uh, whatever message board that was all those years ago <laughs> and listened to it for a long time and loved it. And it was much later than 2006. I want to say it was probably like 2010-ish, maybe. Maybe a little earlier, maybe 2008, um, that I was listening to the, that EP one day and thinking like, man, I wish these guys did more. And then thinking like, I should Google it, see if they did <laughs> and found, uh, the shakes their website. Uh, and they had posted this second EP. And I, I remember like, it was like fucking Christmas to get four <laughs> more songs from these guys. I can't tell you how excited I was to click that <laughs> download button. Uh, cause they just posted them on their website for free, you know? And yeah. I was just, I was just beyond thrilled that I was going to get four more songs from these guys. Like, 
I look forward to the day where I, I, I Google them again just years later out of just you know curiosity and then suddenly they have more music out like i'm <laughs> it's a reunion i want that day to happen i really do well, um that actually uh makes me think you know the you were wondering if it would be uh all right to put the the download link in into the show notes to encourage other people to download and listen to this uh it seems to me that if when they were active they were putting their stuff up available for a free download and now that they're no longer active i can't imagine they would you know, change their stance on that unless yeah. they, unless they suddenly and rightfully think that they should be able to personally monetize it. In which case, again, guys, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To put put it on Spotify, I'll, gl- I'll gladly change the link in our show notes from the Dropbox link to Spotify if you put it up yeah. there, please. Yeah. Uh, or Bandcamp, even if you want to sell it, I don't care. Yeah. Just this Fucking music needs to be heard. This is good start- music, and it needs to be heard. And that is that's my entire motivation behind this episode of this podcast. Start a SoundCloud. Yeah. We'll, uh, if we get a viral tweet, we'll we'll link it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have a SoundCloud, but the shakes do. <laughs> I have a SoundCloud. That's true. You do. Uh, but like we don't. Do we? Does Left of the Dial have a SoundCloud? I don't know why we would. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Spotify playlist, I think. That's true. We do. It's. Uh, I know. It's, it's linked uh, on our, our little portion of nightshiftradio.com. Uh, I don't think we've updated it recently, uh, but there's a lot of songs on there yeah. from, uh, particularly from the, the first year, because uh, if you remember correctly, folks, uh, we're well into it. We're about halfway through our, our second year of this show. That's crazy to think about. Which is, which is wild. We're, we're really only uh, uh, really a few months away from me being able to talk about another Jimmy World Record. That's true. We are think, we are creeping up on 100 episodes. Yeah, we're right around number 80 with this one. I think this we're is pretty 79. close. 79. Okay, 79. yeah. So, uh, 21 more episodes. <laughs> you know, uh, they they said we we couldn't do it. They said we'd never make it to 79. Yet here we are. We showed them wrong. Ted Leo really was uh, like he he didn't believe in us. Oh man, bringing that joke back. That's a classic. <laughs> that, I haven't thought about Ted Leo in that capacity in in over a year. I think. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. We never have covered a Ted Leo record, so we should do this. We soon. should probably. Maybe that'll be our 100th anniversary. Our, our, our anniversary. Our 100th episode special. My God, if this podcast goes on for 100 years and we're still doing it, there's something wrong. Nah, or something very right. <laughs> we're just intelligences in a computer still making a podcast about dumb I, bands that we love. Do you know what? I'm fine with that. Hey. If that's how I go, that's how I go. I download my consciousness into a robot body and let's fucking do this. They died like they lived, drinking seltzer and talking about bands. <laughs> Speaking of which, what flavor are you drinking today? Uh, right now, I'm drinking the uh, Mandarin Orange from Wegmans. Oh, excellent. Wegmans brand is, I mean, not surprisingly, uh, but surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, their, their coconut lime is better than it has any right to be. Uh, I'm I'm was, very happy with their flavor. What do you got going on there? In the first half of the episode, I was drinking a uh, bubbly uh, mango flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forget what I drank in the first half. It was a different flavor. I think it was black cherry vanilla. Um, it was a it was a like more red can. It actually looked like a can of Coke. Okay, that would have been the black cherry vanilla then. So now I'm doing yeah. a mandarin orange. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Switching it up. I fucking love sparkling water. This is you know it's a it's a new thing for me. I'm I'm just I've just been getting into it the past like month or so. I used oh. to hate it. I used to hate it, and now. Now I kind of like it. Welcome to my world. There's so many delicious flavors out there. So, so many things to explore. I know. Uh, yeah, over on Never Heard of It, we did a whole thing where they, they sent us uh, 
uh, Ugly Drink sent us a, a case. Uh, okay. Michael and I split it. Uh, and we, we tend to like mini review of it. Like not, not sponsored because they didn't sponsor us, but like, it was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, uh, this episode is not sponsored by Wegmans, uh, Mandarin Orange Sparkling Water, but it could, but be. it could be, <laughs> but it could Wegmans, be. get at us. Yeah. We love your subs too, by the way. <laughs> I haven't had a Wegmans sub in so long. Anyway. <laughs> Can't Pretend to Care, the first song off of Born Ready, the second EP by the Dublin slash Belfast band, The Shakes. But you know what? It's been, uh, I mentioned earlier, I got caught in the rain and it's been just Oh, here wet comes another fucking segue. It's just fucking, there's just dark clouds on the horizon. <sighs> Let's listen to Dark Clouds. <laughs> about it being two different singers because this sounds more like the singer from the first record but enough like the singer from that last song we just heard that maybe it's just a little shift in style but it might be the same person i'm not really sure it very well could be i mean that that trips me up sometimes when a band does have uh more than one vocalist if if they sound similar enough uh i don't always catch it right away um but yeah i mean without being able to to find any more well actually that that article that you shared to me, it doesn't say anything about who plays or sings or whatever, does it? Uh, uh, it just tells us who they are, yeah. gives us their names. But no, fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely the vocalist from the, the first EP, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, I 
I, I can hear what you're talking about in the, in the first track uh, in, in Can't Pretend to Care because uh, it does sound different, but it didn't sound different enough to me to rule out the idea that yeah. it's the same. Yeah. I think this this song is, is more of a return to form of what we heard on the first EP, a mm-hmm. um, little more intense. Of course, we've got that like flipping back and forth between the dark, heavy, fuzzy guitars and the very clean, sparkly guitars like in a very yeah. stark contrast way. I love that. Um it ends on a rip and solo again. Like these guys love their rip and solos. That solo is so good. And what I love about that solo too is something you don't hear a lot in in modern music, especially, is most most bands would have done a, a another chorus or a double chorus after that solo. Mm-hmm. Not the Shakes. The Shakes fucking rip a solo and go. That's it. We're done. Yep. Yep. Song over. Song over. N- next song. Solo, solo ripped. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and I love that because it's very, like it just, oh, the song has so much energy. I love That's, it. I just love uh, it. Yeah. Um, again, this, this very much is reminding me of something to the point where I am starting to wonder, uh, are these just like latent memories from the, the time that we lived together, uh, which admittedly is very fuzzy, both by time and the degradation of my memory and also by uh admittedly how much we used to drink at the time oh it was a and lot <laughs> how we probably were like you know a 12 pack deep each uh and you put this on for me to listen to uh one night so i've that heard is almost it and it's certainly what happened yeah it's embedded somewhere mm-hmm. in the, the depths of my brain like yeah you know this but like i just i don't remember it happening uh, it's like, a, it's like an implanted, like Cylon programming. <laughs> it's like a sleeper cell of, hey, of punk rock. Hey, shout out to uh, our other podcast, Second Condition One. If you like Cylons and other Battlestar Galactic related things. Yeah. Uh, check out Second Condition One on uh, Night Shift Radio, where we talk <laughs> about Battlestar Galactica. It's a, it's a hoot. It's fun. Um, the other thing that, that shows me that the baseline on the, the, like kind of really quiet bridge part on this track is so good. Yeah. The baseline is really fucking good. Yeah, the guitar part's good too on that. Like that whole that part, that part in 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 its entirety is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I just the the writing and the arrangement of these songs is just like miles miles beyond how good they should be. It's for, uh, it's for, on, for how little known this band is. Like it's just, honestly, it's a little bit surprising. Yeah, and I, I know that that kind of sounds rude, uh, but just. I think like okay, um, obscure lo-fi punk rock band from the UK in uh, you know early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's, I, I in my mind I know what that's going to sound like, and then I listen to it. I'm like, this there there is more to this, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's not even a knock at. The, the style of music that I expected this to be or the style of production that I expected this to be because that has its place. We, we've done that topic to death. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's more like it's refreshing and surprising that they did that, but then polished it so well. Yeah. I, I would love to, to find out that, that whoever the primary songwriter and arranger for this band was, is now producing records because they really have an ear for it. Mm. Um, and I, I hope I hope they didn't stop making music in some capacity because they the ta- the talent there is just phenomenal. What would bum me out is to learn 
that they really wanted this to be like super gritty and and sloppy and lo-fi and the person they went to record with or like if they i mean maybe they had a label it sounds like they didn't at the time but like somebody in the driver's seat was like "Mm, we're gonna we're gonna clean this up real nice and make it radio rock or whatever i don't know uh because you know that does happen sometimes i mean going way back to when we talked about the the kid crash like Mm -hmm. that's you know what they wanted versus what they got were totally different records. Well, as we found uh, out when we talked to, to Max Collins from Eve 6, that's what happened to Eve 6. They didn't yeah. ever want to be that polished and, and clean and, to, you know, major label did their thing yeah. and that's what that's what you get. So while I appreciate the, the songs in the form that they are, it would bum me out to learn that this wasn't how they uh, envisioned them. Uh, I, I, do, I, I, I do recall vaguely reading on their website when I found this second EP that they wrote about like they went back to record with their friend who did their first uh okay. their first EP. So it sounds to me like they did it with a friend in like in their garage or something, you know? Okay. Um Good. so it sounds to me like it's this was probably exactly what they wanted, or at least very close to it. Uh again, I'm I'm you know, putting together the the very few pieces I have uh to to make that statement, but it sounds to me like, you know, this was a very much a like <laughs> very roots, you know just some friends in a garage making music effort, um, it, it, which, again, just makes it even more amazing that it turned out so good. Left of the Dial, the rock and roll anthropodcast. I can say the anthropology. Oh, rock okay. Rock and roll anthropology, anthropodcast. For a second there, I thought you had found another Left of the Dial podcast. I was like, oh, let me get the lawyer no. on the phone. <laughs> no, we're, we're, doing some, we're doing some musical anthropology here. Oh, these EPs are so good. I really, I, I really want everyone to download these and listen to them. Well, you know, um, the, 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 the storms rolling through the dark clouds and whatnot, but it, it's summertime and that, that can kick up a lot of pollens and, you know, a lot of, a lot of allergens in the air, uh, the, the histamines, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, they made it too easy for me on this one. They really did. Like this, the CP was like purpose built for, for segues. Well, that's a great segue into uh, some other things we have going on that have nothing to do with this record. Uh, <laughs> well played. Yeah. What do we, we have going on? We, what do we have going on? Okay, this week, this was a big week uh, for Left of the Dial. We have just released sessions by uh, by Mikey Erg, Early Riser, uh, and if it isn't out yet, it will be very, very soon, uh, the Tisburys. All three of those sessions should be uh, should be out, if they're not out now, very, very soon. Uh, both on our YouTube page and our, our Bandcamp page. Uh, as a reminder, we do split the revenue from Bandcamp with uh, the band's 50-50, so if you want to support the bands uh, and help us keep doing what we do, uh, you know, go go grab the, some of those sessions on Bandcamp. We super appreciate it, and we know the bands do too. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, our, our YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, uh, we've been doing the live streams. They've been super fun. Uh, the Tisbury's one is, I mean, I say this after every session we do, it's my new favorite session that we've done. And I think I'm just going to say that every time because, but it's true. Like every time we do it, I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what makes it exciting is every, every new one is, is like that much more energy and just, uh, I, I love that this is, this is happening and the, the lineup that you've shared with me, what, what's public and what's in the works, uh, people should be stoked about yeah i mean we've got bakai coming up we, we they were our first guest yeah uh that one's going to be super fun that is on uh july 10th that's coming up soon 
Uh, July 25th, we have uh, Philly Ska Locals uh, Cat Bite. Yeah. Very excited for that as well. They are uh, just delightful folks. Uh, and then uh, August 7th, we have Aaron Fox. Uh, who's just another, announced. Just announced. Another local Philly musician uh, whose record I uh, did a little bit of engineering on and, and mixed as well. Uh, oh, yeah. That just came out. So uh, Fuzzy Logic is the record. And we're probably going to have her on the podcast a little closer to that as well to talk about the record. Um, so that's going to be fun. And then another one I don't think... Uh, let me check my email... Nope, still can't announce it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, we're very excited for it. Uh, if you are into the guests that we bring on this podcast, you will be very excited for it. Nice. Um, it is It is just, it's burning a hole in my pocket that I can't fucking talk about it. Uh, yeah, I bet. Like, oh, I want to I want to announce it so bad. It's, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> if just, it's who I think it is, then it is. I understand. It yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Very good. Very good. Uh but yeah, so that's that's what we've been doing. Left the dial dot live to go to our YouTube channel uh, and check all that stuff out. It's been just so much fun putting these sessions on, and I hope we we can keep doing them because uh, I don't I don't ever want to stop. It's hmm. it's it's an absolute delight, and I, I hope you all out there are enjoying them too because because we certainly are. Music, music, uh, it's so <laughs> good. Like it's just so good. Could you imagine if we hadn't invented music like as a species? I can't. Like, what would how, what would you and I do with our lives? I I honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. I would have been lost a long time ago. Mm -hmm. well, well, much more lost. Yes. Well, yeah. That's that's fair. More lost. Yeah. But uh, Caleb, you were talking about uh, talking about those storms and those dark clouds kicking up uh, kicking up some histamine, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Well, let's talk about let's talk about histamine a little bit. This song has big last song energy. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, do you remember earlier when I said there was a track that I was like talking to the other people in the room who were just me? Uh, like, you know this song, right? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, we we mm -hmm. know this song. Uh, it was this one. Okay. And it was two things specifically that, that stood out to me. One, the, the big rock intro, which they, they do reprise throughout the song, which I love. The mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do, 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 It's so good. Um, but then the, the whoa is at the end. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a second. What? Where do I know this? Uh, and so, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. it. It definitely had to have been uh, just you played it for me, and I just don't remember it happening, but it did. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no way you've known me this long and I haven't made you listen to this. It's just, this is this is, can't possibly be the first time. There's just no way. Um, I mean, it's possible, but it's extraordinarily it's unlikely. It's not given possible. How you're, it's given not, how you're talking about. It's not possible. I guarantee you, it's not possible. <laughs> um, especially for as many times as we've lived together and played in musical projects together. Like, there's no way I wasn't like you need to hear this at some point. So, or I even wonder if maybe. Like speaking of uh, being in musical projects together, I wonder if it was like one of those times where we were just sitting around in uh, Oakland uh, trying to write songs, and you're like, "You, you got to hear this." Probably. I mean, it could very well have been that because I don't remember much of that time either. Yeah, well, there's and that, that wasn't even the alcohol. That's just my bad brain. I mean, it was also the alcohol. I mean, it was some of the alcohol, yeah. but but this this song, I it's you know, I always get a little. I almost tear up a little bit when I hear it because oh. it's like, it's the last song that they released as far as I know. As far, yeah. And it has, the... it, it, it has like 
I guess it's got big last song energy. It's like it's it's you know got swan song energy, if you will. Oh. Like it's it's very much a like a farewell kind of vibe that I get from it, and maybe that's just me projecting my feelings onto it. But like it it very much feels like a, a conclusion or a wrap up or a you know so long. This has been fun, mm-hmm. and you know we'll catch you around. Kind of I don't know. It's that's just the vibe I get from it. And it always kind of just makes me a little uh, feel some kind of way, you know? Well, then, I mean, well done uh, selecting this for the, the last song of this episode then, because that, that's perfect for the. I mean, as soon as I wanted to do this episode, I knew this was going to be the song we went out on. I knew I knew that. I knew the first song. And I knew the last song for sure. That makes sense. And then it just kind of happened. The rest of the songs went in order. But. Uh, man, I just. I can't. I, I, there's nothing I'm going to say that I haven't already said. I just can't say enough about how much I love these two EPs and how good they are. They're just so like every, there's not a wasted moment on either of these EPs musically, like every yeah. moment, you know, we talked, we talked with Jimmy from, from uh, polar bear club and shy tooth uh, mm-hmm. recently. And he was talking about how with, with Tom Petty, like what, the way Tom Petty writes songs is like every moment is a hook yeah. You know, there's always something that's hooking you every moment of the of the song. I think these songs are are examples of that. Like, there's every moment there's something grabbing your attention, and I think that's really the mark of good songwriting, good arrangement. Well, and there's, I mean, they're they're both EPs. There's a five song and a four song, which means there's no room for filler. Yeah. Uh, so like every track is there for a reason, and every mm-hmm. track just fucking makes sense. Yeah. Oh my god, what was. I opened up a random tab and it started playing music. Like, oh what no! The fuck is happening. I hate here? autoplay. <laughs> autoplay is the worst. Yeah, and it doesn't even make sense. It's not even like a video or anything. It's just like an embedded song on the tab. Oh, yeah, there is a video. Never mind. Auto like even still. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, everything everything fits on mm-hmm. these EPs. They they they're just right. They they're there because they need to be, and nothing more, nothing less. Absolutely. So there we are. There we are. I <sighs> the shakes, man. <laughs> the I shakes. wish. I wish I knew more about them. I wish they had more music out. If they do have more music out, I wish I knew about it. I wish they would go on tour and I could see them play. Mm-hmm. I wish. Mm-hmm. I wish they would just play a show in Dublin and I would fucking make a trip to go see them. Like I literally would. If they if they announced a show, I would go. I believe that's it. how much I love these EPs. I would fucking fly to Dublin and get a hotel and I would go to that show <laughs> and I would love every fucking second of it. I uh, mean, yeah, there, there are worse reasons to just spontaneously go to Dublin. I've, I've gone to Dublin for worse reasons. <laughs> that's, that's not hyperbole. I've literally gone to Dublin for stupider reasons than that. So I believe it. Um, uh, you know, but I'm always, you know me, I'm always ready to go somewhere, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, if any of you out there have any more information on this band than what we've shared, please get in touch. Uh, if you know this band, please send them this podcast. If you're in this band, please reach out to us. Um, you can find our, our social media at left of the dial PC on Twitter and Instagram. The PC does stand for podcast. Uh, in spite of what Ted Leo says, <laughs> bringing that one back. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to end this one, man. I don't know what else to do. This is just, well, just, if you if you dug this stuff, go to go to the show notes, download it. Uh, cause you know, surprise, there are show notes. We we include them every week. 
We do? <laughs> I had no idea. I often wonder how many people actually read the show notes, and that's not meant to be like, well, nobody reads it. But I just, I'm genuinely curious because yeah. uh, I often am, am guilty of, like, I don't always read the show notes of podcasts that I listen to, so I'm curious how many people do. Um, I almost never do, but I also don't no, – most of the podcasts I listen to don't have links in the show notes to for further mm. investigation on, on what they're talking about because most of the podcasts I listen to are – not like this one, but yeah. Anyway, so that's that's something I have tried to do uh, every episode uh, since we started was try to uh, point you in the right direction of where to find more information and whatnot. So uh, again, if you dug this stuff, go to the show notes, click the link, download the stuff while you can before somebody stops us, mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy it and tell your friends. Yeah. Hey, the Shakes, man. What a good little band that no one's ever heard of. This hmm. is. It's um. Thank you for letting me do this episode, Caleb. It's I was yeah. I was worried that this wasn't going to be a good episode because it's like it's a band that you can't find anywhere and don't <laughs> exist anymore. And why are we talking about them? But I just I love these songs so much. I just needed I needed to share that with somebody, and I'm glad that that you let me uh, that you uh, you humored me for this episode for for doing the, these two EPs. WTFN. Tata for now. Why the fuck not? Oh oh yes. Why the fuck not? Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.